Welcome to Drinking Bro Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Look, you see me. You see me with the Rambo bandana on because I am in it. We are going to war tonight with mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros will double that deposit. National Championship Nights. Uh, Gonzaga versus Baylor. We got Don LaGreca on the show. Don, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you, man? Man, I'm fantastic. As you can tell, I'm in it, though, Don. I'm in it. Oh, listen, this is going to be a war, right? I mean, these are the two best teams in the country after what happened on Saturday, man. How are we going to be able to – how is it going to live up to expectations after what we saw on Saturday night? Boy, I, it's going to be a letdown probably, right? <laughs> that was the greatest game, second in my opinion of all time. I've got – I've still got the Leitner shot above it yeah. only because you had to throw it the full length of the court and all that stuff. But uh, this was certainly number two in my book and then probably Villanova at three. Uh, the only reason I put that Villanova shot at three is, is uh, you know, uh, he had a clean look for that three-pointer, you know? <laughs> This guy, this was virtually half court and then went in. Um, and, you know, of course, you got the Jim Valvano game back in 85, yeah. obviously. Um, but uh, those, you could slide any of those around in the, in the top five and be fine. Does it take away from the fact that they were headed to overtime if he missed it? Like, would it have been better if they were down two? Like, if that were for the win? Like, where if he misses it, they lose. Does that, does that change, like, how it ranks among the other games? No, and I'll tell you why, because the perfect season was on the line. And, you know, there hasn't been a lot of those, obviously. And and with that, if you're able to extend the perfect season, because I didn't think UCLA was very good. Full disclosure, I I put all my betting slips up and out into the world. I got my ass handed to me on that Gonzaga game. I thought they were going to kill them. I, I said, you know, on the show last week that the only way that UCLA would have a chance to compete in this game is if they played perfect. And they almost did. They just yeah. ran out of time at the end, to be honest with you. Yeah, we had a conversation going into the tournament because we saw these upsets early, right? Mm-hmm. Did, the, did the pandemic screw up the seedings? Like, is UCLA a true 11 seed? Like, if, if we had, like, a full season and crowds and everybody got a chance to see all the games, would they have been ranked as low as they are or were well, now that they're out? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I think a, a couple things happened with the this pandemic season and then just this season overall in general. Um, overall in general, I think the one-and-done G League stuff really helped weed out uh, the, the Coach K's and the Calipari's and those guys. Oh, where yeah. They aren't able – they've got to now change their strategy and go back to the way that they used to coach and used to recruit and all that other stuff. And as a fan, I like that. Because I like to get to know these guys. I, sure. I like kids who are there three or four years um, playing their hearts out. And then you can really root for them and their whole story. Because that, that's, you know, look, you're a journalist. That's what you hope for. And, uh, and that's what you want to see on a week-in, week-out basis. Now, the pandemic, I think, helps out certain teams differently who might choke under pressure. And, and one of those, 
I think, is Gonzaga. Gonzaga has has traditionally always had a great team and then been out in like, uh, you know, the Elite Eights or heading into the Final Four. And it seemed like the crowd got to them. But now there is no crowd, so they're yeah. just kind of playing scrimmages in a gym. I know that sounds weird to say, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me because Gonzaga is one of those mid-majors where you're like, oh, you're just happy that they're there. You're happy that they're making a run. But they've been – this has been over a decade now where they've been they've been dancing into the Elite Eight and, and getting far where I almost felt like they got to win it this year, right? Undefeated season, trying to be the first undefeated team since – you know, Indiana in 76. And if you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? So I don't look at them as a mid-major anymore. I don't look at them as the little engine that could. I look at them as a team that's it, it's time to win. And you bring yep. up a great point, too. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, these players, are, it, it, it's funny, right? You, you play those afternoon games in the first round where there's like nobody in the building or whatever. And then, then it builds up to where the, it's crazy. And now you'd be playing in a, in, in a, uh, in a stadium that holds, you know, 80,000 people and, depth perceptions different and all like it's all these things you have to deal with and the, the crowd being gone and i think of all the sports that have played without a crowd mm-hmm. the one that has been affected the most is college basketball because those students go crazy there's the, that atmosphere that's like no other i think when you get into the professional uh realm you know sometimes you go places like a baseball team goes to florida to play the marlins there's nobody there you're kind of used to that that happens a, a game that had a rain delay nobody in the building but yeah, you know, you, you're a big time college basketball program. You're playing in front of 20,000 every night. Right. And they're all going nuts and they paint their face and they're, they're crazy with their thunder sticks and all that. And it's like to have that all removed. That's, that's a major key gone. I a hundred percent agree. And I've been saying this throughout the year um, with college sports in particular, you know, at the NFL level, those guys are professionals. I don't know that they necessarily care who's in the stands or, or all that stuff because, you know, from a gambling perspective, and, and we, we bet on a lot of these games and all that stuff and we cover spreads for all the sports, the NFL didn't really change that much of who was going to be in the Super Bowl, who the best teams were. They, they kind of were there the whole year. I mean, the Brady thing was a surprise, but only because he was in a new city with new players. And, you know, to be fair, there were, what, seven and five at one point? And they figured out the season the way they should. I think they overachieved this year. But the rest of the teams that were in there, I, yeah, I thought the Bills were going to be great this year. The Chiefs, yes, we picked them to go back to the Super Bowl. All of those guys are pro- professional athletes that don't really need the fans, whereas the college kids do. Because there is some kids out there that are super nervous that aren't going to be professionals and everything else. And, yeah, those fans really do matter, especially when you get into a finals game like uh, the, the NCAA hoops, for example, because the stadiums that they've been playing in for the last 10 or 15 years for these games have been domes. And then what they do is they traditionally cut it in half. But instead of, like you were saying, 20,000 people being there, now there's 60. And the depth yeah. perception and everything else, um, it, it's so much bigger than you could ever possibly imagine. I've covered a couple of, of the, the final four games in domes, and it's massive in there. And, uh, sure. you know, by that second game, especially during the final four, if you have a fan base who's getting rocked and they're all game long and they're playing that second game, it's going to get a lot rowdier in there. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, you're not going to have that tonight. No, you're not. And, and the media is a little different, too. I mean, they're interviewing um, or they're getting interviewed the way that you're talking to me right now, right? Mm-hmm. You're not having 50 people around your 
your locker and having to deal with that or going up at a table and having all these cameras, it's a different world. And, you know, and it's, it's some, some it's better. Some it's, it's an adjustment. I don't think, I don't think any of the sports should have an asterisk next to it because of the pandemic, because as much you could say, well, baseball only played 60 games or, you know, they had a bubble in the NBA or the NHL or whatever advantages or disadvantages. You just don't know how people are going to react to this, you know, and also, you know, getting together with teammates and knowing the pandemic is still there. We had a team have to bow out with VCU early in the tournament. You know, so the one thing any athlete will tell you is every, normal. They, they want to have their routine. They want things to be the way it's always been. And during the pandemic, everything is different. And some guys thrive on the difference and some guys shrink under it. And mm-hmm. you just don't know who's who. And I think that's really um, as long as everybody's going through it at the same time, I think it's all been fair. Well, it seems same, like it worked out same. the same no matter what, right? Like, regardless of the bubbles or any of that other stuff that was going on, the Lakers won, right? And the Dodgers yep. won. That's exactly what we expected to happen in both of those cases. Now, the Marlins making the playoffs and shit like that's kind of weird. But it, by and large, all the results we expected came true. Am I right, right. about I mean, that? Brady won a Super Bowl. Correct, I mean, yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of a surprise, like Ross said, because of the fact that it was Tampa. But, I mean, mm. they were still a playoff team. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the, the Lightning have been good for years, and, and, they, and they finally win the, you know, they win the Cup. But I'm, nobody was shocked by that at all. I certainly wasn't shocked by it. I certainly wasn't shocked by the Lakers winning. Right. And you can't be shocked by the Dodgers winning either. I mean, that team's been banging on the door for 10 years. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, you're I mean, right. I mean, yeah, like the Marlins the... making it. There have been a little, little kind of things. Yeah. But for the most part, the champions have been legit. So I agree with you then. There's no need for an asterisk on any no. of this stuff. People have played the games that have been put in front of them. They've either won or lost, and the results are not really aberrant, in my opinion. I mean, I, we haven't seen anything too crazy. No, I, I heard some people complain, like Damian Cox, who writes an article for the Toronto Sun. Well, I, I don't think the Lightning were a legit champion because they didn't have to travel. Oh, well, so what? You know, they also had to play with no fans. They also mm. had to play you know, where they're away from their families. They're stuck in a, in a hotel room with nothing to do. You know I mean? Who, what, what champion went on a run that didn't get to experience the adversity of a road crowd or, you know, um, or, or the home crowd, but yeah, but who, who had to play in front of an, in an empty building with, with, with yeah. tarp over the, over well, the I mean, seats did he, did he, did he, and, and their coach talking to him with a mask on and, yeah. and being socially Shoot. distant and, and, and sanitizing every two seconds. Come on. Are we going to give, are we going to penalize the Yankees for winning the subway series? I mean, they didn't travel either. Really? So what's the difference? <laughs> they, also, they, they also didn't take the subway. I can guarantee you that. Uh, no, um, no, no. no, Jeter doesn't take the subway. <laughs> no. Can you imagine Derek Jeter on the subway? We should find a Derek Jeter lookalike and put him on the fucking subway every day to see what happens. He would get mauled. I, yeah, but I could see Turk Wendell on the subway. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Chewing yeah. tobacco and brushing his teeth between innings and shit. He actually came over to my uh, combat outpost in 2007 when I was in Iraq. Him and Mike Remlinger and a couple of other guys uh, told us some weird stories. Yeah, not gonna lie, it doesn't what, surprise me. Uh-uh. We know John Rocker was on the subway at some point. Jesus, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Big. let's let's get after it then tonight. Gonzaga is is minus four and a half. Um, who do you got in tonight's game, Don? Uh, listen, I've been on Gonzaga all year long. Um, you know, you wondered how much. You know, you hear that story sometimes, like when you bet, like when a team has to win a game like that. Like, which way is it going to go? It's not going to be another nail-biter. It's going to be a dog either way, right? It's going to be – they're going to blow out Baylor. Baylor's going to blow them out. And I don't see Baylor blowing them out. So that number is a little bit high. But I, I – God, I'd love another classic. But 
since I don't think we'll get one. And I like Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga covers the four. Yeah, I, I, I do too. And by the way, uh, since you're new to the show, I, I purposely call them Gonzaga because they haven't okay. earned the Zaga yet <laughs> in the All back right. of it because they've never won a title. Um, now is their chance. Uh, I'm, I'm, have ridden them all year as well. Um, I'm all in on four and a half for uh, Gonzaga tonight Gonzaga. To, beat, to, to beat Baylor. Uh, D'Anthony, who do you got? Uh, I've got Baylor actually, not with the point. I'm taking Baylor. Ooh. I'm taking Baylor money line. I'm also taking the over. 159 is ludicrous in this over. These teams score a lot of points. Now, Baylor plays great defense, but they're not going to be able to stop Temi. And I don't think that uh, that Gonzaga is going to be able to stop uh, the guard wing combos on Baylor. They're just too fast. I mean, you can stop them in spurts. And if they get into that, which they are they are want to do sometimes, they get into that hero ball stuff where they – it's not even really hero ball. They just Whenever they feel under pressure, they cycle the ball up at the top of the key the same way the Warriors do in their offense, right? That's great yep. if you've got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson shooting from the wings. Not great if you have a bunch of guys that are – staying out on the wing and then not taking shots. It doesn't, I mean, I, anyways, I think that uh, these are two pretty explosive teams and they're going to be super hyped up and they're going to score a lot of points, but I'm taking, I, I picked Baylor before the season. I'm going to ride them out. Oh, you got to do that. Then. Wow. All right. All right. That, look, it's, it's, it's a bold move, but I like it. I mean, they look devastating in that game uh, Saturday. My, yeah. I get my God, man. Well, you know how it is uh, college basketball uh, more so maybe than any other sport. Vegas overreacts to stuff. I'm glad to see they didn't do it here because this, this four and a half, four spread is probably where it should be, right? I mean, if, with, with all the information we have, this is where it should be. Gonzaga had a really hard time with UCLA, and granted, UCLA was playing out of their mind, but they had a hard time with them, and Baylor dominated in their game. I'm glad to see that for once Vegas didn't overreact. We'll see what yes, happens with the same. line lines, right? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's pivot and go to the NHL. That is that is your specialty. Uh, that's that's what you love in this life, Don. Yes. Who do you, who do you got this year? You know, I was riding hard like Tampa because their goal differential plus thirty seven won the championship last year. They're getting Kucherov back for the mm -hmm. playoffs, and they're they're playing like they're bored right now. I mean, Florida's been out of their mind. Won six in a row. Carolina's really tested them, so I wouldn't buy too much in them being a little sluggish over the last couple of weeks. I just don't know who beats them, you know, because with the way the format is now with each each division champion, the top four teams in each division battle it out and the conference final would be against, you know, um, you know, it could be Toronto. I don't see anybody out of the Canadian division really testing Tampa. Um, maybe Washington, although I'm not in love with their goaltending at all. Mm. I mean, Vasilevsky's been terrific for Tampa. So you know, with, with Holpe being gone for Washington, Sam Sonoff's never been in that situation before. So I, I just I just really like Tampa. I do. Colorado could be their toughest test um, because they're they're on fire right now. Mm -hmm. They got some of the best players in the league. Vegas, too, could be very dangerous, although I don't think they have the, got the firepower of a Colorado or Tampa. But it's probably those three teams. I see Tampa in the east, and I probably see either Colorado or Vegas in the west with Tampa winning it again. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I like I like Colorado because of their goal. And you know how it is, especially in the playoffs. A goalie gets hot, and that's it. Like, you're not scoring on them. You might get one a game, maybe. We've seen it with Fleury in the past. We've seen it with a lot of guys in the past. Actually, there was a guy who used to play for the Avalanche back in the day that was a pretty good goalie, too. Uh, he's got, I believe he's got the only game-winning goal of any goalie in history, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, the Avalanche have only given up 83 goals all season. That is, that's ridiculous. Oh. 
Well, the thing that's sick about them is they they, they have the puck all the time, you know, and, and that's that's what's so scary about them. And you know, McKinnon's great, Landis Scott, Granton, and they just got to stay healthy. You know, it reminds me. Of those, I, I don't, uh, those... I don't think they got the blue line that Tampa has. Yeah, no. Um, no. but. You know, I, I'd love to see. I'd love to see those teams play for the cup, man. I think yeah. there'd be a ton of goals, a ton of excitement. That'd be that'd be a tremendous final. That's the that's the final everybody wants, right? That's the final. I, as a hockey fan, that's the one I want. I like to see that. I, I want to see uh, I, this Colorado team right now. I've been watching them over the last couple of weeks. It reminds me of some of those re- really good Red Wings teams where they don't turn the puck over. You know, in the neutral zone, tape to tape passing on a regular basis. They don't. They they clear the puck well, right? They're not. They're not dumping into their own zone and doing stupid shit like that. Very, but you know, all that can fall apart under pressure. We'll see. There's been no pressure yet. Well, did last year, right? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. so that's the thing is like, none of those guys really have a ton of experience when it comes yeah. to playing in the postseason. You know, you know, uh, Kadri's got a ton of experience getting beat by Boston every year. <laughs> he was with Toronto, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, the- I, I just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the plus. I just hope we, I hope this Vancouver thing, isn't something we have to deal with in sports, man. This this Brazilian variant that uh, there's like 16 guys with ba- with uh, Vancouver right now that's in quarantine. I, yeah. I'm just hoping we don't have that really be a problem in sports because that could be a little scary. Yeah, it could be. Uh, the NHL trade deadline is the 12th of April. Now, do you think any of these teams are, are planning to make big moves? Colorado, for example, if they were able to make a move to bring, even if they were role players, two guys with legit playoff experience, over onto that team that can make the world a difference. We saw it with the Golden uh, Vegas Golden Knights in their first year, bringing some guys over late. You know what I mean to bolster them for that uh, Stanley Cup run. Look, they had a good run. You know what I mean for a first year team making it to the finals. That's not a bad deal, no, right? So that was amazing. Is, do you, is there anybody out there on the trade block that you think any of these teams are going to make a move for? I think Tampa Bay is pretty set. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay, I think is set. I think the Islanders are going to have to replace Anders Lee, right? So yeah. Palmieri was a healthy scratch for the Devils last night. So I think Palmieri is going to move possibly to the Islanders. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I could see Felino leaving Columbus. I think he'd be a great acquisition. Veteran, big body, knows how to score goals. He's hmm. a big cap hit for the rest of the year, but not good, not 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 too significant that a team like Colorado could maybe add. Those are the two names I hear. Taylor Hall, I. I He's listen. He's a former Hart Trophy winner, but he's just he's playing like he's just been awful in Buffalo. Mm. Awful. I mean, I, I called that game on Saturday, and he, he actually played a pretty decent game. But he just he's floating around. I don't know if he's just waiting to get traded, but yeah. you know that's probably a guy that can move. I just don't know if that's going to be a, a, as good an acquisition as a Felino, as right, a Palmieri. Yeah. Those are the guys I look that probably will right. get moved over the next few days. Well, I mean, he's playing on the worst team in the league by a wide margin. I mean, they're the worst team in the league, so maybe he's kind of just waiting it out. But I, I don't know that you're not really putting yourself on display for potential suitors, are but you? That's a great point, man. Because like you know, I think he signed that deal in Buffalo, knowing that you know he was going to get the chance to play with Eichel and yeah. and Stall signed up there. I mean, they got they got some nice offensive weapons, and he mm. figured you know I'll just cash in on a lousy team, score a ton of goals, and then yeah, yeah. get a huge contract. And it completely backfired on him. It did. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, and it, it's just it's really sad for him. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever a good plan to be honest, because you're going to play down to the level of the people around you. Typically, most people don't get onto a shitty team and start to shine. Some guys in the NBA do, but in the NHL, that's a you you, you don't just go out unless you're 
like Datsuk or somebody like that from back in the day. You don't really go out and create your own goals all the time. You're, this is a team game. There's a lot of stuff going on there, and you can't play on a shitty line and score goals. It just doesn't work. Like and if you're, if you're a winger and you don't have a center to feed you the puck, yeah. you know, that's that's going to kill you. And, and with Eichel being out for a good portion mm. of the year, you know, it's been, and, and Skinner, oh, my God. Mm. Guy's going to make $9 million a year, and he's got, like, four goals. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he's like Mesut Ozil from uh... – from Arsenal, which is my favorite soccer team. They, it's been driving me crazy. That dude's still getting paid like $300,000 a week. That motherfucker's getting paid to do nothing. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm not going to rant today. I'm not going to rant today. Ah, you can, Dan. It's fine. Uh, I've got Vegas and uh, Tampa in the finals. Don, now, now another special thing you don't know about me. I I like to to pick the the, the finals teams where I like to party. And I really want to go back to Vegas to party. Dan and I, I think right before, that was like the last COVID finals, right? The one before where you and I went to the Stanley Cup in, in Vegas? Uh, no, that was, uh, that was 19. Uh, oh, it was 19, yeah. Yeah, all, no, the, no, all the years that, blend together at no, this that, point. That was, that was, but my God, that was the best party atmosphere I've ever been to for an NHL game. Yeah, that whole, uh, that whole playoff run was pretty wild. You know what I mean? And when they got with the Capitals, I mean, I knew the Capitals were going to win that series once it started because he, they just weren't going to be denied again. You know what I mean? You could tell. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was one of those, it was one of those series right off the bat, like, wow, Vegas is really fast. They've got some really great scores. They've got Flurry and goal, but, man, this isn't going to work out. But, yeah, that was some, some of the most exciting hockey I've ever seen, for sure. And that, I don't, I'm sure you've been down to the – to the Golden Knight, to T-Mobile Arena. It is wild as hell there. It's like a, a regular season dog days of summer game. People are losing their fucking minds, and oh, uh, it's, it's a party. It, it's so much fun. I mean, I called the game uh, out there the December before the pandemic. Mm. Um, a lot, of, yeah, just a lot of fun. It's a, gr- a lot of great cities. I've been to a bunch of finals. Um, I'd love – it's not going to happen this year, but if you're looking for a party town, Montreal's great. Montreal's mm. one of the great North American cities, but I don't think they're going to make it out of there. You know, Toronto's just like the United States, right? Doesn't, yeah. You don't feel like you're any different. But, uh, you know, Edmonton's not a fun town, but they party so much with their yeah. team. When their teams win, they get, like, the blue mile. They, like, open up the downtown yeah. area, and people take to the streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah you can't get a those, car anywhere near downtown. Some of those Canadian cities, just so much. Calgary, they had the red mile when they went to the final in 04. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I just can't. I, I'm just hoping that uh, everything kind of loosens up for that, man, because that'll be a lot of fun to yeah, see some of those cities experience been, it again. Uh, yeah, pretty, and, and thinking about it, the last there. one I was at was the Eastern Conference Finals um, for Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. i got a bunch of listeners right now asking how good Carolina is. They play at NC State in a, in a college yeah. basketball arena. You just don't have the same feeling as you do when you, you go to, like, a Vegas Golden Knights game and things like that. Um, so, I, yeah, I'd like to see it in one of these, these but, bigger cities. Tampa is always, you know, not fun, but... That's that's just across the board as a city. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Carolina, I went to the Stanley Cup final. And oh, think about this. They come out of the lockout and the NHL Stanley Cup final is Edmonton, Carolina. And I, 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 I traveled and there's no direct flights. I was flying like all over the country trying to get there. And Carolina's fun, man. That's a that's a fun. They really enjoy like inside the arena. You're right. It's, it's on NC State's campus. And like it's the hotels like so far away. But in the building itself, man, they they party there. That, that that was a fun time. I really love the Caniacs are cool, man. They are. 
Yeah, they are. I just I want them to have their own stadium and their own situation instead of driving through NC State. I thought it was lost. I was like, I'm, I'm, am I going to a, a Wolfpack game here? What, are, what am I doing? But yeah, it's uh, it's in the same arena as, as their basketball team. Um, I know you've uh, you've got a hot back on air for your other show today. Uh, yes. Tell tell everybody where they can find you, um, and please come back. No, listen, I, I, this is so much fun, man. You guys are the best. I mean, I could talk sports with you guys all day. Michael K. Show, it's on 98.7 ESPN New York. It's on from uh, 2 to 6.30. Michael K., of course, the voice of the Yankees. Peter Rosenberg is like Mr. Hip Hop, Mr. WWE. So we have fun talking with him every single day. I've got a um, uh, YouTube channel called LaGreca TV. I do it with my brother. We talk about just like guilty pleasure movies we talk about like the difference between north and south jersey um how i believe that uh and how i believe that um die hard's a christmas movie oh yeah you know top five front man oh like we just have a lot of fun with that so check that out on youtube lagreca tv and then the k show it's on the yes channel and on television and uh you can probably just find it somewhere online. We're, we're, we'll find any way to talk to you. We're, we, 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 we prostitute our voices out there. No nice. question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you one last <laughs> prostitute question then. Gun to head. Who wins the World Series? Oh, wow. The World Series. You know what? I, I think it's going to be the Dodgers again. I do. I mean, they're loaded. The Padres will test them. Just not loving the Yankees right now. And I think the American League's kind of weak. Mm. So I, I think I think it's going to be the Dodgers, man. I wish my Mets would make a run. I hope they can, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the Dodgers are going to go from eighty, you know, eighty-eight not winning for thirty-two years to all of a sudden winning back-to-back titles. Mm. That's exactly who I've got as well. We appreciate yeah. it. Uh, check out Don on all these platforms. One of the best in the business. Lucky to have you today, uh, and good luck on your show this afternoon, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Uh, as always, kids, we got some sponsors who put our show on the air. D'Anthony, Yo. first and foremost, who do we got? Who do we got today? Uh, what day is it? Monday? Yeah, it's a Monday. It all feels the same, doesn't it? We got my bookie, obviously. I mean, yeah, mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros. I, I took Baylor. Uh, I took the line at four and a half. I took the points, or I'm sorry, I took the points. I took uh the uh uh the money line and mm-hmm. i took the over i took all three that's what that's what i think is happening here i don't know uh, you, you're what, what are you hedging i'm, I'm sure you're hedging because you always do yeah and we'll get into it in a second here um because you know fuck man for me I, it's the dream matchup i wanted to see um i'm all in at mybookie.com again promo code drinking bros well actually half your deposit by the way mm. um because we've taken too much money from them however saturday night they took a bunch from me in that gonzaga game jesus christ um i lost a lot but it's look this is this is the end of my pretty much gambling season for me. Um, I will do the one-offs of the Masters, uh, the Kentucky Derby, and the fights and stuff like that. But I'm not betting every single day like I, I used to from you know college football till now. So I, I go really hard. I've got 5000 on Gonzaga. Um, when we did the, the Friday show, I immediately went to my bookie and put 5000 on Gonzaga at, uh, at minus 245. The payout is not great on that. Um, I think it's, I'm going to look at my phone. I, I believe it's 2300 is what I'm getting back from that $5,000 bet. Um, but, you know, I always go all in. And that also left me open to go a max bet on tonight's game as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to max bet it at five grand on Gonzaga minus uh, four and a half. The over under is something that I can't figure out. 
Um, our, our, I know Hot Bob and, and uh, Fake Dan are in the studio today. I'd love to get their thoughts on this as well. That 160, man, is that is an 80 to 80 game. That is a big number for me. I'm having a hard time with this, and I haven't selected that over under take yet. Take it. Take it. Um, you take what? The over. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I mean, because the number one thing that Baylor does on defense is force turnovers. So those are probably going to those turn. So even though it's going to be a stop, it's going to be a stop that results almost immediately in points, like almost within three seconds in point of in points, probably. Yeah, and the other thing is that uh, Gonzaga hasn't not scored over eighty in the tournament, and I doubt they're going to stop scoring now. I mean, and it's going to go both ways. I mean, they they play a little bit more. Uh, up tempo they they like to you, you saw it in overtime right like they weren't fucking around they weren't trying to run their half court offense they were looking for immediate scores with Temi down low as soon as he they could get the ball to him so this is going to be a high scoring game and like Bob said that those those turnovers are probably going to turn into fucking points um, now you could make the argument that these teams are going to be nervous it's their for both of their first title opportunities neither one's ever won one at least not in modern history so maybe that has some effect on them. But honestly, I don't think it will. These guys are polished. I think they're going to come out fucking scoring. Yeah, I think they're polished. And I also think that because there isn't any fans, um, I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. So uh, Benny, the ticket guru, uh, sent me the info on the tickets for tonight. Because, again, we were supposed to be there. And then they just pulled all the tickets at the last second. Right. Um, it was kind of like Don LaGreca was saying earlier. They're worried about this, this weird variant in COVID that's knocking out some of these other sports teams and other leagues. So they kind of pulled back on the tickets here. I wonder if I'm allowed to read this on air. Well, we are, so fuck it. Who cares? Um, okay. Info about the Final Four tickets was as followed. They did pull it. There was never a public online sale. You could also never buy it from an aftermarket company like drinkandbrostickets.com or StubHub or Vivid or, or any of these other guys. Uh, each team uh, will only get 1,000 tickets per school. Wow. And, uh, uh, you know, the brokers that will have these seats and have the inside deals are local. They are on the ground. So you'd have to find somebody in Indy to actually get these tickets. And that was the story with it. Um, you know, again, shit, they were online for, what was it, 36 hours, Dan, and then they yeah. pulled it from everywhere, and uh, and then they stopped, and then as we were watching the games, it looked like there was about 54 people in the stands. Well, it turns out we were close. Um, <laughs> it was 1,000 from each school, yeah. and I understand it if you're you're worried about this variant because it is important to get this game played for for at least the TV money for college hoops, right? Because I don't think they could survive another shutdown. Um, a lot of these colleges didn't survive the first shutdown last year, so um, I think they needed to play this. Um, I think with tonight's game, we have the best two teams that we could possibly get. As a fan of college basketball and, and a fan of of just sports in general, that's all you ever want to see is the two best go at it. Now, yes, we're all fans of different schools for different reasons because we went there, whatever else, right? But Gonzaga versus Ohio State, for example, because I love Ohio State, would not be a good game. I, I don't I don't think Ohio State would get within fucking 15, 20 points of this Gonzaga team right now. But I think Baylor has a shot. And, I, and, and Dan, by you picking Baylor tonight – why I'm struggling with with this pick, you know, I, I'm, I'm already going to go Gonzaga because I, I've said it all year on. And I'm, I'm the same as you on this one. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm not 
as Bob likes to call it, hot Bob, get too cute with this game. I'm not going to get yeah. too cute with it. But there's no bad pick there, to be honest, because either no. one of these teams, I thought before the last game that it would take a perfect game from Baylor to win, and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think there are some glaring holes in Gonzaga's offense especially. Now, one of them isn't Timmy. He can score. I don't think he's ever going to play in the NBA, frankly. If he does, he's going to be a Christian Leitner type that kind of bounces in and out. But uh, in college, he is very fucking good. You know what I mean? Very, yeah, very good. And, and, and you know, I, I thought the same the- thing when I was watching those two games. Like, Baylor trashed Houston, and yeah. I, I took Houston plus the points. Yeah. The live line at, at, at halftime, Dan, was the craziest live line I've ever seen. I bet it and got, you know, all my money back uh, it, for the entire night. It was 23 and a half oh, God. was the live line um, for Houston at halftime. That's I why took you bet it live and they barely lines, covered. By the way. That's why you bet live lines because that is a that is a preposterous live line. It should have been more like 18 and they should have won. I mean, look, the, the way that Baylor performed was not aberrant, but it was unexpected. And there's no way that Vegas knew that they were taking a chance trying to draw more people in. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think that Baylor has an answer for Temi, right? Like this, right. they don't have height on that team. Not not that's not that can guard him. And look, he's not the fastest dude, uh, but he's probably the most. He's like Christian Leitner. He's the most skilled big man on the floor. That doesn't mean he's gonna play in the NBA. Honestly, he looks like if he tried to do that shit he does in college in the NBA, he's his shots are gonna get rejected into like the ninetieth row by dudes yep. who are actual athletes. He's not an athlete, but well, he's decent. But anyways, in this game, I don't know who Baylor puts on him to be honest, and the way they run their motion offense and the way uh, a lot of teams in college are switching on every play. Now, maybe they can try to keep him out on the perimeter and harass him, but he's very strong down low, right? So I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I also know that Gonzaga doesn't have the ability to guard all three of their fucking guards, right? Like, they just don't. Right. And, and, if, and if Baylor gets hot from three, this, this could become an embarrassing game for Gonzaga, to be honest. It could be, and uh, <laughs> that's why it's so hard to pick, right? I mean, who the fuck? Yeah. Knows? And this is exactly what you want, by the way, out of a finals game. You want a game you're like, fuck, I don't know who's gonna win this game. And that was like that uh, with the Bucks in the in the um, in the Super Bowl this year. A lot of people were like, I don't know. Yeah, this one could yep. kind of go either way, but you know, we got a good game out of it. So hopefully, that's what happens here. We did. Um, the The surprising thing, though, uh, for me is I looked at the start time for tonight. Dan, did you know that it's nine twenty Eastern time tonight? Yeah, I don't know if that's. Uh, I mean, it's playing. They're playing in Central Time Zone, so maybe they're just playing it at eight twenty because it's eight twenty when it's on the East Coast, and it's. But it's. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be eleven twenty if it was on the West Coast, right? No, and I, I can't figure out why the game's so late because you know. Now you're looking at East Coast time. That game's not going to end until right around midnight, probably. Yeah, on a Monday, I don't know yeah. if they have a, a halftime show planned, but they did at the Final Four this year, and that's the first time I've ever seen that. I don't know if you watched that Miley Cyrus thing. No. No, I sure didn't. <laughs> Why in the fuck would I watch that? What does Miley Cyrus have to do with anything, much less college basketball? Get the fuck out of here. That's retarded. Um... <laughs> She played a full like twenty minute concert between the final four games, and I was yeah. shocked by it. I was it's, like, "Oh, all right, well, it, shit." Yeah, I mean, she was like doing covers and shit. Um, just bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's like if you showed up to a child's birthday party and all of a sudden Metallica showed up and started playing. You're like, "All right, I guess." I mean, Metallica's cool, but what the fuck are you doing here, dude? 
<laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was odd. Um, yeah, but tonight's uh, tonight is going to be wild. Uh, is uh, is fake Dan back there? Can he pop on the mic? I want to get his picks. What's up? Oh, yo, what up? Uh, who do you got tonight? I got Gonzaga. So you have the minus four and a half. Do you have the over under? Uh, take the over. Uh, it's going to be a track meet, but I think Gonzaga took. I mean, UCLA played a perfect game. Johnny Juzang was that dude coming out of high school. Went to Kentucky. Obviously, it didn't work out. Went home. Went to L.A. Played the game of his life, and still, Gonzaga won. I think I think that's kind of like what they needed, the punch in the face they needed to get through. And I think they kind of like handled Baylor by like 8 to 10. Uh, all right. Uh, look, uh, that's what I'm betting on. Uh, I want to ask both you guys uh, this, this this question here. Does going into overtime, draining a half-court three to win the game and all the emotion and adrenaline after that, does that take away anything from, from Gonzaga's team for tonight? No. Yes. Yes. Having been in combat, there's something called a post-gunfight lull, right? You... All the fucking energy drains out of your body. Now, they've had a day off, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do to combat that. A lot of people don't know that 95% of all the serotonin in your body is made inside of your gut, not in your brain, right? So uh, you can, if you eat the right way and get sleep, you can overcome. There's a lot of ways to deal with this, and these are essentially, I mean, at this level, these guys are hopefully being taken care of like professional athletes. You would hope that that wouldn't come into play, Right. You would hope that it wouldn't, but you never know. And then uh, it's, I don't think the overtime thing is a problem, frankly, because they're fucking 19 years old, man. Come on. You know what I mean? They've, they've, they, it's not like they've been playing back-to-back days over and over and over again. This is, the tournament is relatively spread out for that reason. You want to see the best possible product on the last day of the season. But uh, it's not so much the tiredness. It's not the overtime. It's the game. It's the, the way they won the game that I think can be, it just your serotonin levels go up so high, and if you don't do something to raise them again before the next game, then you can come out of the gate slow, and you don't want to come out of the gate slow against a team that plays like Baylor. Right, but uh, Gonzaga has like seven dudes that can just take over a game. So three guys come out slow. You have the other four dudes that actually put up points. Like Iyayi came out against mm-hmm. UCLA and kept them in the game. Yeah, for sure they do have. Uh, I mean that that's obviously why they're successful because they don't they're not counting on one dude. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think some of the guard play is going to be really interesting. I, I'm, I'm really, and I'm more so I'm curious to see who the fuck Baylor puts on Temi and who, and how they decide to, are they going to switch? Cause he likes that high screen and roll and then drop down right through the fucking paint to the basket. How are they going to defend that? Are they going to front him like UCLA tried to? Cause it didn't work. Right. I mean, you saw UCLA trying to deny him entry passes and not only did it not work, but he scored, what did he score, like 28 points or some shit? I don't remember what he scored. Yeah, late, because he kind of took over in the, the end of the second half in overtime. But you do need that kind of like small five that UCLA ran out with Cody Riley. Yeah, for where sure. Where he, he was putting up points himself where he was just getting those mid-range jumpers. And I think the announcers were like, blo- like their mind was blown every time he took a jumper from like 16 feet. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's... It's not his game, yeah. Well, but, he doesn't look good shooting it. Let's be, no. let's be honest about that. He looked like fucking... Uh, God, who was I thinking of? He looked like DeAndre Jordan shooting jump shots, essentially. I'm like, oof. But yeah, they all went in. Uh, it's if you look at uh, if you look at Baylor's uh, team, their top five or six scores are all guards, right? 
that's uh, that can be a problem against a team like this because Timmy, for for his height, is still pretty mobile when it comes to defense. I mean, he's I'm not he doesn't make he's not going to block a lot of shots. But you saw at the end of that game that fucking trap at the top of the key forcing a turnover. That was a huge play in the game. And that's just because he's smarter than most of the people that are on the court right there. He's more skilled. Yeah. Like he, he may he may not be as talented, but he's definitely more skilled than anybody on the floor in these games. And he's not a blocker, but he'll still make you adjust the shot. Exactly. Like he's six yeah. eleven. He knows exactly what he's doing. He yes. he knows he can't jump that high, but he uses his body in a good way. He takes charges really well. So these took a charge at the end of the game. Yeah, these fast ass guards on on Baylor gotta really be careful about driving to the basket. So they should be looking for they should be looking for the guy on the wing and in the corner to shoot the three instead of just trying to finish at the basket. That's what I think. That's the way that you stop a guy from trying to take charges like that because then he has to step out. But we'll see, right? These yeah, are two, we'll find out. These are two uh, really hot good Bob, who do you too. got tonight? Yeah, I'm rolling with Baylor. I've been on Baylor all year. Uh, I, I underestimated um, Drew Timmy at the beginning of the year for sure. Uh, he is, like Dan said, like – a Christian Leitner type and just mm-hmm. like the just the prototypical like college player who will infuriate you he's he's he also reminds me a little bit like he's not as dumb and his motor is not as high but he's got a little bit of a Tyler Hansborough factor mm-hmm. to him too yeah where he just uh just gets point like he's just a perfect college player yeah he is he's like a fucking option quarterback like he's never gonna be great in the, in the NBA or the NFL in that case but he's going to be I mean, if he's not the fucking player of the year this year, if they win, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, Luca is going to Luca. Luca Gar's already won the player I know. of the year. That's fucking wild. Oh, for the tournament. Oh, yeah, for the tournament. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, oh, he'll get yeah. Tim Nan- or uh, Jim Nance's tie. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think that, right? If if they win the game, if Gonzaga wins, then he's definitely going to win it. The problem is when I said that Baylor has one, two, three, four, five. Their top five scores are all guards. Every one of them except for Teague, shoots 40% or more from three, and he shoots 39%. They got to shoot the ball. They cannot count on getting to the line all the time because this is a smart Gonzaga defense. They switch on everything, and they fucking uh, take charges really well. If you keep driving hard to the basket, you're going to get yourself in foul trouble early. Also, Gonzaga's not going to go. I think they were like 0 for 10 at one point in the second half from three. That's not going to happen again. No, you wouldn't think so. No. I mean, it, it does happen in back-to-back games sometimes, but not frequently. And so it, this is actually really interesting on that. So Gonzaga was actually pretty cold from three last game, despite hitting the like the biggest three in their program's history to end the game. Uh, Baylor, until the last game, was cold from three the entire tournament. They were shooting kind of uncharacteristically poorly. Mm. So we might see both of these teams kind of, quote-unquote, Baylor continuing to regress or progress to the mean, mm. and, and then Gonzaga doing that also. So, like, legitimately, we might see two, one team remain or keep coming out of its slump and then another team come out of its slump. So, I mean, like, threes might freaking drop from everywhere tonight. Yeah, that's why I'm taking the over because there's there's very little chance that, like you said, Gonzaga has another down three game, and it looks like Baylor is on the up and coming uh, three train here. I mean, they, they they've got they've done it all season, had a couple of rough games, but now they had a good game again, and that typically means they're going to have another good game. I, I don't see uh, Gonzaga lighting them up. This uh, might be like an NBA game where both teams hit a hundred. Yeah, the, I, ironically, the over-under has dropped on my bookies. So we're down to 159. So people are taking yeah. the under in this. Um, we'll find out. Uh, uh, Dan, you had a big call on the last game on some stats on Drew Timmy here. On 
on my bookie, there is a bunch of great parlays mm-hmm. here that can win you some serious fucking money if you think he's going to have a monster game inside. He's absolutely um, going to have a monster game inside. Who from Baylor can defend him? Like no, I'm with you. Literally no one. So they're going to be running a high screen and roll. He's going to dump to the basket. They're either going to try to front him, in which case you can just throw it over them because they're all short as fuck, or he's going to get in the low post and he can still maneuver around you or shoot over you. I mean, it's... I don't think there's a guy on Baylor's team that can defend him straight up, frankly. So let me give you two two big, big, big uh, high-odd bets here for Drew Timmy on my bookie right now. Uh, Drew Timmy, to have 23-plus points and a Gonzaga win, is it plus 142? Drew Timmy to have 25-plus points and Gonzaga win, is it plus 174? Uh, now here's where you're getting massive. Drew Timmy to have 10 plus total rebounds and Gonzaga win. Is it plus 295? Drew Timmy to have 11 plus total rebounds and Gonzaga win. Is it plus 500? I don't think he gets the rebounds. There's too much going on there. Uh, uh, Baylor is a relatively, I mean, you saw it last game. Houston is one of the better rebounding teams in the country. Not that they had ever played anybody, but they, the reason they were good rebounders is because they have good wing guys that are fucking tall that are good rebounders, right? Uh, Baylor lit them up on the boards. They lit them up. I mean, it wasn't even fucking close. And maybe that means Houston didn't belong in that game in the first place. But I don't see um, – I mean, Timmy isn't a crash-the-boards guy. He averages like six and a half rebounds a game. You know what I mean? He's going he's gonna to be focused on scoring. And it, what, his defense, he's going to get drawn out to the perimeter quite a bit right, to trap people and, and to switch uh, on those guards for Baylor, I don't think he's going to get that. So what's the uh, – is there an under on that? No, but uh, it, it goes down to 18 points for Timmy. So that's kind of – The you points know, I'll take. Look, I would take it at 25, to be honest. I think he scores 28, 28 30 points in this game because I don't see how they stop him. If he does, at, at plus 25 and a Gonzaga win, that is it's uh, plus 174. That is a big boy total. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on that. I'm going to take that as well um, tonight. Uh, You know, with the rest of these guys on Gonzaga, it's to me, it's too difficult. It was like Dan was saying, there's seven great players on that team. But I think the one advantage is the one advantage is Drew Timmy. Um, So we'll see. Where are you guys looking at for value picks, Hot Bob and, and Fake Dan? Well, I mean, just the the over under is going to hit. The over is going to hit. I think. Yeah, I think that is absolutely as close to a guarantee as I could possibly give. Uh, what'd you say the Timmy points were? Uh, plus twenty five. If he has twenty five points plus in a Gonzaga win, um, it's you're getting plus one seventy four on those odds. Uh, twenty three points you're getting plus in a Gonzaga win is plus one forty two. Um, and then you start to get into the rebound total. If he has 11 plus rebound bounds only, no points, and Gonzaga wins, um, that is plus 500. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like him getting over the 21 and a half just on the regular straight up points. I mean, like, I, for me, value is just like what I think is actually going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> to sure. money on it. I'm, uh, I'm looking at Jalen Suggs, seven assists in a Gonzaga win. It's at plus 204. That's a good fucking bet because you, you can guarantee he's going to be spreading the ball around because he hit that big shot. Eyes are going to be on him, right? Especially yep. when it comes to crunch time. When they, when, they, when they get down, people are going to be looking for Suggs to chuck it up there, and that's not what he does. It's not his game. He scores like 14, 16 points a game typically. No, And I think Baylor has a defensive player of the year. Butler is, I believe, he's, the defensive player of the year. He, Jared Butler is fucking good. 
he he's he's a good player. Uh, here's another one: Jared Butler to have two plus uh, two or more three point field goals made and Baylor to win plus two forty five. That's a good bet too because I guarantee they're going to be jacking them up. They got to in yeah. this game to win. I like uh, Nemhard, uh, the Florida transfer. Over four and a half assists, it's minus 145, but he's kind of the guy that facilitates everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get yeah, a lot of, that, they get a lot of assists just on entry passes to Temi. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, a lot of them are cheap assists, but fucking they still count, right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're betting, you can count on those ones. Like if you're, if you're looking at uh, these quick parlays, any of that stuff that quote-unquote keeps the lights on, their go-to moves or whatever, you can expect those are going to happen in volume, particularly when it comes down. If it's a closed game, they're going to be doing that over and over because they know it works. Um, and this question, the next one is for Bob and Dan here. So you, cause you, Only because you guys both have Baylor to win. Um, the highest money option today is, uh, is for Teague for Baylor to have eight-plus total rebounds and Baylor to win. That is at plus 2,500. Any shot that happens, Bob or Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if they both have cold three-point shooting games, absolutely. Right? Because there's going to be a lot of fucking mid-range rebounds then. So, for sure, there's a possibility there. I mean, at 2500 bucks, maybe I'll throw 100 on that just because it's high. You know what I mean? Why not? What about you, Hot Bob? You've got Baylor winning. Yeah, yeah. I uh, rebounds are always kind of random to me for someone like Teague who switches between guard and, and forward. Mm. So I'm not as in, in love with that. Like that's just that's a, that's random to me for him. Like if it was like Timmy or like Flo Thamba or something like that, I'd be more. I'd be because I know they're going to be there and they're going to grab boards. But like Teague, Teague is one of their best three point shooters. Uh, so. I don't necessarily, and especially in the tournament, he's been hitting, he's been the one, the one guy like hitting threes, even when the rest of them were cold in the tournament, I yeah. believe. So I don't know how often he's going to be in a position to grab rebound, unless it's just like a long rebound or I don't love that. I don't necessarily love that combo. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's got, um, if neither team, I mean, this is, a, this is all chance, right? If either, if the teams don't shoot well from three, then he's going to be in and rebound. I think that might be why this is even on the board to be honest, but uh, a, a more reasonable bet is probably him to have 15 points in Baylor to win at 240 plus 240 because he's going to, you, you got to think he's probably going to take three or four three-pointers in the game at least, right? Yes, and he's also there. Uh, so we, we harped a lot last, before the last games on Baylor's uh, free throw shooting. Yep. He is a good free throw shooter. Yeah, he is. So Butler and uh, Mitchell are kind of mediocre free throw shooters, but Teague is, is a good free throw shooter. So he, he's less likely to lose points on, on missed free throws. Uh, fake Dan, this one's for you here. There's some alternate lines on my bookie, which, uh, is, is a fun new thing that I haven't seen too often here. You believe that Gonzaga is going to win by eight to 10 points. There is a line here of minus nine and a half, an alternate line on my bookie, um, that pays you off at plus plus one sixty-five. Is that something you consider? Okay. What about exact totals? Like eight to 10. They might have that too. Uh, they do not. So okay. the next one up is uh, eleven and a half, and that play that that pays you off. It's plus two ten. It's not enough juice. I need some more juice, Ross. Well, more juice will get you uh, minus twelve and a half. Gets you plus two fifty. Uh, what's minus twenty or uh, minus twenty? <laughs> they don't even think that's a possibility. So what's that is highest? not on the board. What's right the now. highest? Like fifteen or more. 
12 and a half is as crazy as they're going. And what's, what's the line for that? Like plus? Plus 250. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> There's some- Whenever anybody says, eh, sure, yeah. don't put your hard American uh, earned dollars on that. There's some, there's some uh, if you look down at the bottom of the, of the uh, other odds, though, they have, they have parlays, right, that start at less than 1,000 and go all the way up to oh, greater than 5,000. So Jared Butler, 25.7 assists, 7 rebounds or more, uh, p- plus 13,500, right? Ooh. I mean, is that worth 10 bucks? And same thing for Macho Teague, uh, 25 points, five assists, eight rebounds, 15, plus 15,000. Is that worth 10 bucks to make 1,500 or whatever the fuck? I mean, or to make 15,000 basically? You know what I mean? That, that seems like a pretty decent deal. Yeah, man. There's, I mean, you can get deep. You can get lost in here today. There's a lot um, of stuff going on here. There, there is, uh, hey, there, there's a point total on here for Timmy. That is disgusting. What is it? Um, 40? My God, man. Uh, so you can jack it all the way up. If he scores 36 points, Drew Timmy tonight, it's a plus 850. If, he's, if he scores uh, 25.6 assists and 11 rebounds, it's plus 2,800. <laughs> what is it? What's that total again? 25 points, 6 assists, 11 total rebounds. It's plus 2,800. I, I, I think he gets close to that. Here's, this, here's a really interesting one. Jared Butler, 23 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Baylor wins, plus 2,300. If Baylor wins, there's a decent chance he hits those numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you believe in Baylor winning, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's um, a bunch of other stuff on here, too. I mean, uh, Ayayi to have 4-plus uh, 3-point field goals and Gonzaga wins, plus 1,300. That's not a bad one, either, because he can get hot out there. So... Interesting. A lot of interesting shit going on here. There's a lot of bets to be made. A lot of fucking $10 bets that can land you, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars twelve, fifteen hundred bucks on 10 bucks. Some of them are worth taking. Honestly, just if you if you're going to if you don't if you aren't sure about the game and you want to bet a hundred bucks on this game, go find 10 of these bets, throw 10 bucks each on them and maybe one of them hits. I so here's the highest one on the whole thing. Um, Teague for Baylor to have 25 plus points, five assists and eight total rebounds. That will pay off at plus fifteen thousand. That's fifteen hundred bucks if you bet ten bucks. Fifteen hundred. I'm gonna throw ten on that just to. Do I already it. did. I threw ten on both of these: Butler and Teague at thirteen five and five and fifteen thousand. If it's plus fifteen hundred, it's only one hundred fifty bucks. No, it's plus fifteen thousand, homeboy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's they're not fucking around here. Uh, no, I'll, these alternate lines are pretty interesting too. So first five minutes of the first half. Uh, Baylor at plus one and Gonzaga at minus one is only 120. It's minus 120. That's weird. For Baylor to win the first uh, five minutes, it's plus 100. So it's a one-to-one bet. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not bad at all. I just put that Teague bet in right now live on air. But the over-under <laughs> in five minutes is 19. Really? Do we think they're going to total points? Yeah. Do we think we're, they're going to go off to a slow start? No, they, they didn't. They didn't really uh, do a whole lot of math here. They just halved everything. So uh, at ten first ten minutes at thirty eight, right over under for the whole game. So that's just, they just double it, and then fifty seven. So they, then it starts to go down for the first half. Over, over. I'm taking over. the over on all these. Over fifty seven for the half. That's uh, what is that? 
26. No, or not 26. That's 28. Yeah, it's a 28, 28, 28, 28 game, essentially. Yeah. yeah. In the first half. Uh, 29, 28. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking the over on all these. I mean, come on, man. It was, what, 43, 40 or whatever at half? Yeah. Against man. UCLA? These teams have both been scoring really well. The only, the only issue either team has had with scoring is uh, just some cold shooting from three in one game, only one game from Gonzaga and uh, Baylor not being able to hit free throws, but that's going to come into play later in the game, not necessarily earlier. So I think these early overs are good, too. I'm taking all the overs in this game. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can really – Jesus Christ. They're doing every five minutes over here. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one of the last big, aside from the Masters, which we'll be betting heavily on. This is the only time during the year that I will bet heavily on golf just because the Masters is the Masters, right? Like, I'll, I'll, of course. I'm going to end up betting anywhere between one and $3,000 on random Masters bullshit just because I'm bored. But yeah, before same. that, this, this is, I'm probably going to make 10 or 15 separate bets just on this game. Same. Let's see here. I, hey, if you want to do a master show on Wednesday, let's do it. And then we'll put all our bets in. Yeah, we can do um, that. Yeah. That'd be a fun one because those you can win a, a lot of money. I mean, these are that's Dan's specialty. Uh, the, the audience is asking fake Dan if you went off of Spieth this weekend. No. No, you didn't no. bet him. No. But you, you do. He was like a, like a seven to one favorite. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was that wasn't good money. He, no. he fake Dan doesn't typically bet a golfer unless it's fucking fifteen to one at least. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, like twenty to one. Yeah, minimum 50, uh, 15 to one is one that he thinks he's pretty sure is going to win. 15, Twenty to one is his normal bet. Before the tournament, it's always about value, and yep. then you get a guy. You you get your horse on Saturday, whether it's a John Rahm or mm. Dustin Johnson. If they're like four or five back, you can you tell. Get a be- you get yeah. a better price. You can tell. So what? Let me ask you this, uh, smart guy. Um, does golf overreact on the mid on the live if you want to call it a live line the mid round lines is the same way that the college basketball does no no so there's there's not as much value as what you're saying but they not are as they, much but you'll you'll get a better price than you do yeah. on a Wednesday like if John Rahm's like five or six back mm. you'll get a better price on Saturday than you will Wednesday but golf already has better intrinsic value than most sports anyways just because of the nature of the game right, right. so yeah it's good. Yeah, we'll definitely do a fucking Masters thing. I mean, tomorrow the guys are going to do I, – I guess we could jump on it too, but Fake Dan and Hot Bob are going to be doing a fucking wrap-up show for the college basketball season. That'll be a good Yeah, show. We, we've taken over their show enough. Um, I, you know, the audience is asking if, if there's going to be another bet between me and Hot Bob since we're taking two different teams tonight. I'm in, Hot Bob. Are you? You're still wearing that Liberty jersey right now. Yeah, I still got the Liberty jersey on. Um, I'm taking th- – Taking the dog twice here, which is uh, not great for my odds, I guess. I've got a suggestion. Yeah. So I'm looking at notable alumni from Baylor University. One of them is Jeff Dunham. What if we get Hot Bob a fucking puppet made and he has to talk using the puppet? <laughs> if Baylor loses. For how long? No, you're not, you're not involved in this negotiation. You, <laughs> you just have to take it. So <laughs> hold on. Let me see who famous Gonzaga alumni are. John Stockton. You get Ross wears John Stockton shorts. Oh, Adam Morrison. Yeah, you got to go Adam Morrison if Gonzaga loses. You got to live in a uh, doomsday bunker you've for got, a month. You've got to you got to grow the stash back out, the long hair, and you've got to wear a fucking a thinner bandana than that. Adam. I, I'd I'd say what here. I'm gonna go Koresh for you, Hot Bob. I'll I will buy you a David Koresh shirt that you've got to wear out in the streets of Austin. That's to me. That's Baylor's. That's Waco's most famous alumni. 
Um, for Gonzaga, I, I, though, you've got to fucking go Adam Morrison. I'll, I'll go Adam Morrison. So if 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 I lose, I'll get a shitty Adam Morrison jersey. Yeah, but you've and, also uh, got to grow the wispy mustache. I don't know how we're going to make that happen. If we have to pluck some of your mustache hairs out, I don't know how you I don't know how you make this mustache happen, but it's happening. The, the first three or four days of my mustache is pretty wispy, okay. so I'll do it. I'll I'll get the Adam Morrison jersey and then I'll go a wispy mustache for for a week here if uh if gonzaga loses that's fair and then i i want to see you in a in a koresh t-shirt hot bob yeah i'll go rock it we'll make a david koresh t-shirt and we'll sell it on the store how about that i'll go i'll hit the town in a koresh t-shirt yeah yeah they actually because they actually have it here i'm looking there is koresh t-shirts for sale so um that'll be pretty easy i'm i'm down for that for sure are you guys doing a watch along tonight yes Okay, great. So tune back into that. Hot Bob and uh, and Fake Dan will be doing a watch along. Uh, Danthony, you coming in for that? Or are you uh, you watching it from the comfort of your own home? Yeah, I'll probably be spread eag in my own home. Uh, too high to to function. Frankly, I mean, let's be real. It's me we're talking about. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, obviously, no. Nah, it's I, I. don't know. I don't know about this one. I I I think I'm going to be so excited that I don't want other people around to see how excited I am. <laughs> <laughs> to see you smile. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to smile. I'm just going to yell and throw shit at my television. Okay. And if I break shit, I want it to be my own shit and not company stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, exactly. Yeah. But is that a, is that a, what do you got there? You got a fucking little, uh, little sand clock there. What is that called? Uh, yeah. A little hourglass. So Jesse b- bought a couple things here for the mini set. And, mm-hmm. uh, one was a, a little hourglass and then a fake, uh, plants. That's a nice thing. Um, it says this is 30 minutes on it, but I don't think it is to be honest with you. you That's what happens when you buy stuff for $2. Yeah. I think that's 15. That's probably 15, right? It doesn't look like Uh, enough to be 30. 30. Huh? Well, we should try it next time. You know what that set definitely needed is more green. I don't know why you decided to even go with the green cup. Everything is green over there. By the way, total accident on that. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) even the tabletop, the tabletop, the plant, the goddamn sand and the hourglass and the cup and your backdrop are all green. It's it's almost like Jesse's trying to keep you calm over there because this is this taupe color is one that you use in in insane asylums. You know, you know what I'm talking about? So (laughs) she probably thinks you're about to fucking snap and that's why all this is happening. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe look i'll snap tonight if i lose this uh, gonzaga bet because total shit with everything else i'm, I'm betting whatever's in the, in the account there should be about 12 grand tonight on this gonzaga game i will post all of the bets in drinking bros sports on facebook the private group um so you can see all of those coming up here in about uh 20 minutes uh in the meantime tune back in tonight mm-hmm. at 9 20 Eastern Standard Time to do the watch along with uh, Hot Bob and Fake Dan. We will crown a champion tonight. It is the game we have all been waiting for. Shout out to Don LaGreca for joining us today. For Danthony, Danthony Holloway, Fake Dan, Hot Bob, I'm Ross Patterson. We are the Drinking Bros. Good afternoon, everyone. And now, gambling terms. Snake eyes. Rolling ones with a pair of dice. 
Double down. Doubling the original bet for one more card. Bad beat. When your strong hand gets beat. Illegal gambling can put you at risk. Protect our communities. Play legit and gamble only where it's legal. Learn more now at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER.